Shaboing boing, what's going on, Eric? And the Bretheads, of course. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Think Fresh. Think Fresh in this bitch. What is good? Um, man, this is episode two of a doubleheader tie. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. We are back in the booth. Uh, Bretheads who went back to back listening to episodes should recognize that the reverberation in this audio booth is the same as the previous episode because we are recording both of these before Eric <laughs> uh, departs on his trip to Los Angeles. That's right. We keep the breadheads, you know, stacked. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We give you the content no matter what's going on in our personal lives, whether we're traveling the world mm-hmm. or doing whatever. We we'll always keep to our schedule. Um, but at a time of listening, the breadheads, you should be... You should be like what, like uh, in Malibu on a like a beachside cafe. Where 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 will you be when they're listening to this? Friday, Friday afternoon. Friday afternoon, it's a good question. I'm probably at Craig's mm, at this point. Nice. This will be when I have my early Craig's Rezo before mm-hmm. my comedy store activation. That's gonna be a great day. I'm really <laughs> excited be a great day. for you, dude. Absolutely. Um, Ty, our wine is long gone, mm-hmm. uh, so we are on fumes right now. <laughs> but just like um, a friend, like you won't remember their names, but you'll remember how they made you feel, and that's how the wine is uh, affecting me right now, Eric. 100%. We finished that bottle like 10 minutes into the episode. Record time. Yeah. Insane. Insane. Um, Dude, I'm excited for you to go to Craig's because I love the feeling of paparazzi giving me the eye up and down when mm-hmm. I walk past them to enter mm-hmm. the restaurant. Mm-hmm. It's like, they're like, is he important? And then you're like, like no, <laughs> nah, looks like a podcaster. Let him in. It's <laughs> no pretty picks. crazy. It's pretty crazy to be judged that quickly by some dude wearing Birkenstocks. Yeah, dude. Totally. <laughs> you know like saying? the dude's got like the Peaky Blinders <laughs> hat on and then he's like going <laughs> to judge me. <laughs> 100%, dude. Dude goes to sleep wearing a tweed suit, but he's going to say, like, mm-hmm. yo, this guy is not worth being photographed. He's not it. Yeah, for That's sure. That's crazy. But, I mean, I go to these, like, these hot spots, and, like, <laughs> they're, they're expecting... They're expecting I go to the hot spots. I go to the hot spots. Like, sell, like, sell your hot spot on. Am I right? Uh, but um, they're outside the hot spots. They're expecting a celebrity. I'm going there because I'm expecting a celebrity as well. We're, we're, all, all, looking, the same we're all looking for a Jenner. Uh, around and out and about in Los Angeles, and it never happens. So I think next time I go to LA, Eric, I think I'm, I think I'm gonna do a celebrity bus tour. I think it's time. Oh, you know why? Because everyone says they're kitschy, but I think it'd be kind of funny. Because you just like, mm. you're like, you're on a bus, and you're like pointing at like the rock in his like garden, and you're like, hi, and you're like waving, and it's just this like goofy ass like cultural. Thing mm-hmm. that can only really happen in Los Angeles, and I think it's it's so funny because you walk over the story, yeah, you're like you're like yeah, I saw DiCaprio like walking his dog, mm-hmm. walking his new girlfriend, or his <laughs> girlfriend, yeah, um, yeah, it's a really interesting thing. You're right. I don't think anywhere else we could get the same experience, mm-hmm. and it makes me wonder why. Like, yeah, LA is a place for celebrities to hang out and mm-hmm. be pretend to be normal, mm-hmm. but. Why is that? They don't get like a tax break. <laughs> you know I'm, what I mean? I'm sure they get lots of breaks for being celebrities. In I think LA? you just get. I think you're just gifted passports to any country you want. I guess if you're just amongst your people, then it's it becomes normalized. You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like it, it takes out of towners out of towners like us to break the norm. But if you live there, I'm sure you see, um, Chris Dillia 
in Erewhon every once in a while. You know? Yeah, yeah, you're right. The like the weird part is I'm pointing at them and taking pictures like they're some sort of zoo animal. Yeah, I mean they kind of are. They skew taller, like a giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, this is interesting. So I'm actually kind of skeptical of these tourist hotspots like Craig's. Like in the Google description, it says celebrity hotspot. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, obviously this is a known thing. Do Are the celebrities wise enough to just avoid it because they don't want to be seen? Right, right. Or right. are they... Is there a contractual agreement where it's like, I need to promote a movie, so I'm going to go to Craig so that people can see me, you know? I think it's probably the second one where oh, you're okay. like, I, if you want to keep it low-key, you can go in the back, go in and hit the patio or a dark corner. But for the most part, it's, I want a little taste of like that paparazzi experience, but I'm not going to like, I don't know, walk around the fountain at the Grove, you know? It's not as a celebrity as or a celebrity. as a norm, norm. No, as a celebrity you're like i just want a little taste of it you know i want people to remember mm. that i'm still relevant but i i'm not going to grace the front page i'm just going to be i'm going to be on in third page of tmz right right i don't want to like like smack my girl mm-hmm. <laughs> outside yeah. craig's i'm yeah, just going to walk in you know yeah this isn't blow up a car news this is like <laughs> i just got some catchaway pepe tonight <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah interesting so of course i'll be going to uh, Craig's, I'll be going to Horses as nice. well, Buzzing, LA Spot, um, I'll be at the Lakers game, surely there'll be some famous yep. people sitting courtside. Hell yeah. Um, you didn't, you, they didn't offer you courtside? They didn't offer me courtside, no, 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 I'm so sorry. I still have to pay for courtside. Dude, that's, that's so, that's so sad. <laughs> Pod, okay. Podcaster representation matters. It really does, it really does. Like, Why does, uh, like Jim Carrey get special treatment and... You know, Ty and Eric don't. You know why? <laughs> I think it's because the announcers are threatened by the the new oh, era of podcasting. Like it's yep. men with voices that people like, and it's not your traditional announcer <laughs> like tone. One hundred percent. However, Drake, when he goes to Toronto basketball games, he is given the headset. Have you seen that? Oh yeah, that's great. When he's given the microphone, sitting courtside next Ching! to next to the two boys in suits, he's mm-hmm. there in his. Canadian tuxedo, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. giving the play-by-play as well. They gave him the mic for the last four minutes of the game, and it was a close game. Oh. <laughs> and he's just like talking shit, and they're like b- going back and forth on the on the basketball court tie. Dude. It's crazy. Well, that would add, that would add to the tension in the room for sure. So more of that, please. But Drake realistically should be a podcaster, not a rapper. <laughs> and the reason I say that is because him, like us, just like loves to loves a cheesy one-liner no dude you've seen the Loyati episode with him on it it's not very good that's true that's true yeah (laughs) i guess he is like more um uh i guess premeditated than us we're off rip i don't think he's got the bar like the freestyle bars that he would need if he was to get in the red red lit booth with us ty the problem is on a podcast there's no there's no backing soundtrack mm-hmm. you know what i mean there's no instrumental yeah there's no 40 here. we need some 808s in order for drake to get his thoughts off yeah totally so do you want to tell me a few things about subway while i lay down a beat <laughs> is this for me that was for you buddy that's no, not for me oh, that's okay it's really not for me you were um, also premeditated that's right um ty speaking of la and subway you had a little fact for me. Oh, you yeah, dude. I wanted, to, I wanted to uh, provide you some advice before you uh, depart on your journey to okay. Los Angeles. I 
learned recently that this is like an LA like subway hack for all the listeners. Only in LA. Only in Los Angeles. <laughs> if it rains in Los Angeles, which it seldom does, I checked the weather for you. I don't think you're gonna get rain this week. Uh-huh. But if it does, through some, if God wills it, you can go into a subway to seek shelter from the weather. And when you're in there, if you order a foot long, and then you ask, you say, hey, can you turn that foot long into a Southern California special? You know what they will do, Eric? They will make you a six inch foot long and give it to you for free with your purchase. A six inch foot long? Or, sorry, a six, a six inch sandwich by oh. mistake. You'll get an additional six inches added to your foot long. Oh, interesting. Yep, it's a, just a rainy day special. For the subway connoisseur in Southern California. <laughs> this is a real thing? This is a real thing. I learned about this the other day. A Southern California special. That's what they call it. Oh, wow. And then every sandwich I was like, all right, boss. I'm free, free sixer. Holy shit. That's actually pretty amazing. It's pretty cool, right? So how many like rainy days does LA get? Probably like 20. Maybe. For the whole that. year. Yeah, maybe five. <laughs> maybe five. I've been there on a rainy day. I'll be honest. I wish you knew this fact then. This was back in 2018. Mm. We had no Subway podcast. That's true. This was back when I hadn't eaten Subway in probably a decade. Mm, The dark ages. (laughs) The dark ages. My my dry spell. These are your golden years. (laughs) Absolutely. This is my golden brown years. (laughs) Damn, lightly toasted. (laughs) Damn. Um, That's a cool fact. I'm actually, for once, I'm actually hoping it rains while I'm on vacation because Mm. I like to create some content and... uh, Get a free sixer at Subway. Free sixer. Yeah, it really does add a, an excitement to traveling because that's <laughs> my biggest fear is that the weather's going to screw me over. But mm-hmm. now that I know that, I am, I want to know what are my rainy day opportunities in every city. Every city probably has an, a thing like this. You can go to like Starbucks and get like like a triple hot chocolate mocha mm-hmm. in like mm-hmm. Seattle probably. I'm sure yeah, they yeah. got something. Well, speaking of like, I don't know, perks of being in L.A., there's um there's a thing where like if the Lakers score or keep their opponent down to a certain number of points, mm-hmm. everyone in the stands gets free tacos. No way. And I think it's sponsored by Taco Bell. And okay. so like you need to be in the LA area to go and redeem this. And I guess you just show the final box score in order to get your, your tacos. And who knows, maybe on this trip I'll get free tacos, Ty. That would be just as good as an extra six <laughs> inches, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Now, question for you. You have a strict moral code, Eric, which is that you don't purchase stadium food. <laughs> Where does... is This is a bit of a gray area. Does the free tacos obtained at a stadium count as stadium food? Well, I don't think you get them at the stadium. I think you go to Taco Bell, show them the score, and be like, hey, I think we get tacos. Yeah, 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 yeah. you get got to go to the bell, but... You acquired permission, or like from Crypto.com Arena. From Crypto.com Arena, yeah. <laughs> from SoFi Stadium, you're like, damn. They are the ones that gave you the opportunity to get the tacos. So in a way, you mm-hmm. did get them at the stadium. Wow, that is a good point. Um, the answer is no, Ty. It's unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> I would never eat at a stadium. Um, there's no, there's no point. Eating at a stadium while on vacation is. Just as bad as going to Subway when on vacation. Because think about it. Like you could be eating at any famous restaurant that you might only ever eat at once. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? There's a chance that you'll never come back because who knows? A global pandemic will just decimate it. The world's a big place. Exactly. 
I disagree though because when I whether I'm traveling or not, Eric, my stomach's a bottomless pit. I will fit any food in it necessary, mm-hmm. and that includes a stadium shebang bang. You know, Ty, we are we are not very different people. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I I'm willing to fill it with Michelin guide food exclusively. Pretty much exclusively. It's yeah. pretty hard to get full at a Michelin restaurant. The portions are so teeny tiny. That's what the poor people say. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> you caught me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've been seeing a lot of Nobu on my feed recently, and I'm thinking, like, this Thanksgiving Nobu trip might have to happen, Ty. Yeah, dude, it's meant to no be. <laughs> I'm going to take my Nobu there. <laughs> oh, shit. Just kidding. Uh, she is my yes boo. Yeah, no kidding. Nobu, that sounds like, uh, like Brigham Young's Virginity Club would come up with that name. Yeah, that's a Valentine's Day special. Yeah. Nobu? No <laughs> um, have you eaten anything recently, Eric, that... Um, appeals to you anything that gets you i don't know bricked up you know oh i got really bricked up yesterday for my sunday run ty i had to refuel um after my run and i went to a nice little cafe cafe in vancouver which you know about la marche saint george mm, a local dive local dive and i would say it's probably the quietest cafe in all of canada <laughs> mm. it's so quiet there like i'm scared to like tap my fork on the plate Oh, yeah. I noticed that, the, like, the barista doesn't ask you what they want. They just stare at you. Like, they don't even <laughs> open their mouth. That place, they have a strange barista choice, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll admit. Mm-hmm. I feel very uncomfortable the entire time I'm there. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is one of the rare opportunities or rare times, Ty, that I've felt bad for not tipping. You felt bad for yeah. not tipping. Okay. I don't usually have a lot of remorse in general. Yeah, because, like... Why, why tip on a cafe order? I would never tip on a cafe, but Ty, this place has the best quiche in Vancouver. And I'm kind of a quiche spurt, <laughs> if I do say so myself. Interesting. I don't really go for the quiche, and I don't go for the quiche because it's always too wet. Well, that's because you haven't had one here. Well, I should try the <laughs> Marche St. George quiche. Quiches are usually like you're eating a brick mm. or you're eating a wet sopping of omelet mm-hmm. it's like um, mud just eating mud in a pie crust yeah yeah but this place it's it's really really good okay. i had a, i had the special and unfortunately for you it was a pork quiche but usually they have like a couple different kinds yeah um strongly recommend for anyone who is visiting the mount pleasant i would you even call that mount pleasant it's oh, like dude, we're too far up maine at that point where, what, what would you south, call that so so me so Maine? South of Maine. Mm-hmm. South, South, Maine? South on Maine. That's what it's called? I don't really know what that like is. 30, like 28th and Rally Maine. Park? So that's still Rally Park area? Rally Park would be like 33rd. I guess it kind of is. I think I'd call it Rally Park Little Mountain area. Little Mountain. Yeah. I don't know. Well, if we give it another year, a developer will brand it for us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Bosa will <laughs> yeah. will come in and give it a name. They're, yeah. they're good at naming. Honestly, they're better at it than me anyways. Let's let them make our communities from here forward. Mm-hmm. Ty, we're 15 minutes into the episode. Should we talk about um, <laughs> uh, Skytrain-oriented development? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell yeah, bro. <laughs> I feel like that meme of the three kids in the room. Yeah. <laughs> we're on the same color couch Dude, as the We as are, I'm sitting the same way. Um, I have a lot to say about I read this whole book called Vancouverism. Which oh. Is oh, yeah, they had an opening party at Inform. They did. I bought it at Inform, that book. Wow, I was there for the opening. That's and cool. I, I stole one of these Dura Alex uh, cups from oh, there. Hell yeah. There's a chance that one of these is from that store. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sweet <laughs> that we both have a connection to this. But essentially, the um, general concept of Vancouverism is that uh, Vancouver sets up train stations throughout the region connected on the SkyTrain network, and then they change the zoning laws around that train station to be high-density housing, and then it gradates out to medium density and then low density. And then what you create is many, many town centers on a network. So even if you don't have the thing that you need immediately within your town center, it should be at least only one town center away, but mm -hmm. you can get to any town center you need. I think the idea is like you have everything you need within 15 minutes mm -hmm. of you. However, if you want to have fun and enjoy your life, then you need to hop on the train and go to Vancouver. For sure. It's everything <laughs> except fun. And then you go find the fun. Exactly. Yeah. That's but, pretty, uh, it's pretty amazing because obviously we are both in areas like that mm -hmm. where it's like dense, populated, connected by train. Mm -hmm. We love trains. We love subway. We love trains, subway. It's kind of a recurring theme on this mm -hmm, pod. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. What's up with that? <laughs> it's a weird, it's a weird, it's uh, a weird yeah, thing. Is it weird that... There's, like, lizard people up there who are just dictating the, like, world that we are going to live in. I don't mind it, you know? You like, <laughs> dude, for, for centuries, man has looked for a god. And who knew it was other man? Who knew it was Justin Trudeau? Yeah, exactly. Get him out of here, am I right? Dude, do you see his situation in um, Vija's Indian restaurant in Vancouver? Dude, how do we not talk about this? I don't know how we didn't talk about it. You just shit. went to Vija's. I was just there. I broke yeah. bread with Vija himself. Exactly. And I saw him in the clip talking to Trudeau. He's like, so sorry, buddy. So sorry, buddy. <laughs> so sorry, buddy. Free none for your next visit. This does not happen very often. No. Wow. That was crazy. <laughs> uh, for the uh, breadheads in America, or the ones that missed it in Canada, our Prime Minister Justin Trudeau entered a very famous Indian restaurant in Vancouver. He was then subjected to many, many protesters who raided the restaurant, berated mm -hmm. the man, and forced him to leave. Yeah, two episodes back, if you want the review. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I was there recently with Bay. Yeah, but... you and Justin were like 24 hours difference in that restaurant. Isn't that insane? That's crazy. You could have been place, there. Because that place is obviously an institution, but it's like... Maybe not the first place you would go if you're the prime minister and you're visiting. Like, you should be going to Cactus Club, probably. Yeah, it's a really tricky one. I feel like it makes sense why he went there. It looks good. You're supporting minorities. You're supporting, like, a truly local establishment, but still, like, kind of big business. You know it's going to be good. The dude was on Dragon's Den. <laughs> was he really? Yeah, Vij was on Dragon's Den. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's just, like, What's... Shark Tank. It's kind of funny because, like, What's your business like plan? It's like I'm gonna open a sick restaurant. <laughs> like Oh, okay. sorry. No, he was one of the dragons. Oh. He was a dragon. He's made so much money wow. selling Indian food. Let there. me check my prejudice then. Yeah, come I'm on, so sorry. Bro. Like <laughs> he's already made it in this country. He's not wow. trying to make it. Oh, my mistake. It's okay. Um but yeah, that sounds that sounds cool. So yeah, big JT pulled up and um all I saw, this is when the clip started, mm -hmm. is him sitting down. I presume, presumably, like waiting for his food still. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a bunch of people saying, like pro-Palestinian chants, mm -hmm. I guess, cease fire, things like that. Mm -hmm. Kind of what you've been seeing all the protests about recently. Um, and then you see him kind of get up and like still smiling and waving at people and kind of just exits gracefully. Yeah, I think he did a good job of keeping his cool. I couldn't do that under that type of, type of pressure. I would yeah. have, um, I would, I think, um, my emotions would have bottled up and I would have punched a protester. That's probably the biggest skill you need to have as a politician. Mm -hmm. It's like if someone comes at you at 100, you need to like 
smile and then like uh, annihilate them with like facts you know what i mean (laughs) it would be it would feel very satisfying to do but it'd be very hard to maintain that disposition especially when you got like a stomach full of spicy (laughs) curry (laughs) yeah dude the garlic naan was not helping his um breath at all either you're like you're heated because your stomach is heated Mm -hmm. you're like i shouldn't have got a five wow (laughs) dude i wonder if justin ordered the boiler maker He's like, let me get a fucking shot and a beer. <laughs> After that, I need a fucking... After that, he's, yeah, he's heading back to the, like, the park. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang out there. But after that, Ty, he went to a relatively unknown, uh, like, speakeasy, I guess. He went to Narrow Lounge? I don't know what the real name is, but it's a spot in Chinatown. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, Did you see, like, the news about no, it? No, I didn't see the news about this. So, what spot did he go to? I don't even know what it's called. Is but... it, oh, is it um, Bagheera? I don't know. What, what Describe it. So it's on Maine, between Kiefer and Pender, I believe, on the east side of Maine. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like the this awning, it's like a green awning, yep. and it says, like, Happy Valley fucking something. Oh, yeah, dude, I've been there before. It's called Bangira. You have to place a bet on a horse at the horse betting station, and if you <laughs> place the right bet on the right horse, they will let you into a secret bar, which is... Weirdly enough, Indian themed. Dude, mixology has gone too far. It really has, but it's a really nice spot. You should go there sometime. <laughs> Fuck, okay. When I went there, I passed the vibe check according to the server, and then he handed me a special coin that would grant me access whenever I want to go there. So that's, <laughs> it, that's sitting in my on my bedroom dresser right now. No way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So is this a coin that you get to keep, or is it you, you cash it in when you want to go. I haven't tried using it yet. I have a feeling it's a cash-in, but it'd be pretty cool to flash it like like the badge of like an RCMP officer. Mm-hmm. I'm the 12, let me in. Very interesting. Um, well, Simple sent me a cool little keychain for having business with them. Congrats. <laughs> so I wonder if I can just use that to like fob into their offices. That'd be sick, <laughs> yeah. Head, head to Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this bar, tell me more about this. Is it real horse racing happening in There's there? There's no real horse racing. Maybe there some cockfights like, in the basement? <laughs> maybe, actually. I don't know about the secret bar, but... That's the secret secret bar. Secret You're not allowed in there. There's always a second secret bar. No coin, can, no coin can get you into the cockfighting lounge at the Bengali <laughs> Express. What is that place called? Bagheera. Bagheera. Um, it's really funny because Bagheera is an Indian-themed uh, cocktail lounge. So they're inspired by like the aromas and spices of India. Mm-hmm. Um, but in particular, the they're like, oh, it's between this decade and this decade. It's like... 1910 and 20s like the decade that britain colonized india we're like we're really inspired by the one decade that india did not was not like run producing by anything yeah interesting so they, they, they're like we're going in on that so we got a few british influences happening here too huh Pretty very weird. interesting so what kind of cocktails can we expect to see like a like a mud latte and there's a lot of like just like really aromatic cocktails it's a very scent she will experience mm-hmm. um, but mostly takes on your classics but uh, pretty strong small cups nothing too um, the, 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 the presentation is very simple it's more of like appealing to the other senses other than the eyes kind of like Subway you, it's better if you close your eyes damn <laughs> that's a great parallel you dude that should be Subway's there. new slogan honestly screw eat fresh it's better if you close your eyes. <laughs> so we should have all the lights out in their restaurant, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dark room style. Don't ask too many questions. No. Like, don't inquire about the bread. You like, know what I mean? It's the smell and the flavor that has allowed them to get them where they are. Mm-hmm. Nothing about looking at the meatball is helping. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's amazing. Do you think there's a reason why he went to two Indian establishments? I, I, 
I think it has something to do with like um, Canada's like I don't know the conflict. Indian vote. There's the conflict with India right now because that dude got um, assassinated. Oh, yeah. He's making a very, very obvious appeal to the Indian community. That's literally, it makes so much sense. It makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, like, read the room. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's <laughs> like, like, we don't care about that right now. <laughs> we care about this other thing. Yeah. The reason why the protesters ran him out of Vijas and then also this place. Mm-hmm. Um, what's crazy is, like, Apparently, a hundred cops were deployed to this speakeasy. Yeah, they put the entire precinct on that. Which makes me like realize like speakeasies in twenty twenty three are fake. It's like all speakeasies are registered businesses. <laughs> yeah, the fact that one hundred squad cars knew where this place was <laughs> means it's not a real speakeasy. Exactly. <laughs> and they put it in Google Maps. Like, okay, we'll be there in three mm-hmm. minutes. <laughs> yeah. Also, how fucking stupid is it that our prime minister went to a speakeasy? Uh, I think it's cool. I think it's cool that he did that. I think it's showing that like he can be young and hip like me. I don't know, dude. I think it's kind of ironic. It's like, it's like, yeah, you guys can have your little speakeasy, but I know what it, this place really is, dude. Yeah, you know I mean, the top of the chain of command knows about the speakeasy. It's really not a real speakeasy. Yeah. If the president <laughs> found it. Yeah. Once the once the mainstream finds out about your cool little indie like thrash rock band, mm-hmm. it's no longer an indie thrash rock band. Dude. <laughs> No, no person, figure of power is going to go to a real speakeasy because it's too unpredictable. They can't even find it. And if you know it, it's not a speakeasy. That's yeah. just, I think that's what we've come to terms with. We're technically in a speakeasy right now with our bottle of natural wine and no other people around. This is the only real speakeasy. No one knows. You know what I mean? People's apartments. It really is at this <laughs> because, point. Because, like, Trudeau can't find us. You know what I mean? No, you're right. Good luck, buddy. Good luck, buddy. <laughs> Unless he has a warrant. That's true. Actually, he probably... I'm sure that the Canadian government is tapping this cast right now. Yeah, if you're listening to this, we're joking. Yeah, we're joking. We have have nothing to hide. Also, I'm not in the country. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, boy. Um, That's crazy. Should we visit this place for the... For the pod, Dude, like I've I never. I would love to go back. It's awesome. When it's was the last time you were there? Um, maybe like five months ago. Five months ago. That's it. Yeah, that's it. They gave you a coin five months ago, and you still haven't been. I haven't there? used it. I almost went the other night, but then it was closed. Oh, they closed the speakeasy on you? Yeah, they closed the speakeasy. On. Even speakeasies closed on Mondays. Damn. Stuff like that. That is kind of wild. Yeah, I know. Um, when I'm back from LA, we'll have to check it out together. Yep. Um, is it the place where you go up a flight of stairs immediately when, as soon as you walk in? No, I think you're thinking of like, it's called like the Cloud Room in yeah, Chinatown. They do comedy sets there. I've never been. They do comedy there? Yeah. Wow. That's One time cool. I walked in and usually I don't like to walk into random open doors in Chinatown, mm-hmm. like at a random Saturday night, but I walked in there and I went up and yeah, I saw a bar and I was like, oh, this is interesting. Mm. And uh, yeah, I had no idea what I was going to see. I could have seen like some way worse things. <laughs> Dude, in, in a fucking open dicey. doorway, yeah. Like, and, and it makes sense that there'd be comedy there, though, because because comedy shows are always in the most like random locations. Yeah. Like you either have like a yuck yucks type situation, where it's like an empty hotel basement that's been converted into a comedy show, mm-hmm. or you have like the most derelict warehouse. They're like people will come here and laugh. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like there's so many like weird upstairs of warehouses I've gone to in East Vancouver that are just mm-hmm. like. A makeshift bar, a neon sign, and then a small stage. Yeah, it started out as a mental institution, mm-hmm. then it now it's an SRO, and then mm-hmm. it became a fourth wave coffee shop, 
And then now it's a comedy club in the back of a speakeasy. <laughs> yeah, basically. Like, theoretically, every subway would make a good, like, comedy room speakeasy because you already have the bar. You just need to strip it of the glass. Mm-hmm. And there's limited seating. And a good rule of a comedy show is never having more than, like, 12 seats because you're not going to fill it otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. It's better to f- pack a room of 10 than to have a half-empty room of 20. Yeah, totally. I remember one time I was in San Francisco and I went to this comedy show <laughs> that was really random and I opened the door and the room is literally like, is like 15 feet deep and like seven <laughs> feet wide. It was like a shoebox little tiny room. And I'm like, yeah. how does this even have like street access into this space? Yeah. And they managed to squeeze about eight chairs in there and there's about five people already seating and I was alone. So I thought, okay, bet I'll take a seat at the very back. At least there's other people in here, although it's very small. Miraculously, they fit a bar in there too. There was like, it was like a plank of wood or like I don't know, like an IKEA stool. They had like, a sh- like some Captain Morgan sitting on mm-hmm. and like a couple cans of beer. So get a drink, mm-hmm. I sit down. The comedy show is like an hour and a half. Nobody else shows up except for me and the five people, <laughs> and there was five comedians that night. So you better believe I was the only person that attended there that didn't perform. It was so... Oh, shit. I realized it about the third comedian. Like, I think everyone in this room is performing tonight. Oh. And then they did. Yeah, dude. It was so awkward. Wow. So yeah. you were the only one in attendance. I was the only one. You had a one. private comedy show. I did. <laughs> I mean, they were laughing too and supporting each other, but I realized I was the only one that paid to be here. And that means that all these people only got like whatever one fifth of $15 is for mm-hmm. their hour and a half of work. It's kind of like paying to go to like a Lakers practice session. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> it's like, can I just watch the practice? Just like all the benched and injured players with you. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of wild. So yeah. did you just grab the mic at the end? I should have jumped up there. I said, friends, we all got to know each other tonight except me. I think that would have been totally the move. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would your opening stand-up bit be? Oh, dude, I have a whole, you know I have a, <laughs> a whole set on, on, I didn't have a set locked and loaded back then because... Um, I so you prepared this like after that moment you're like fuck if I only had like my whole 20 minutes locked in my phone I could have gone up I realized that as a man I need to have a set ready to go <laughs> any min- minute 100% you'll never know when you have to give a speech or some kind of uh, address you know yeah exactly um, so you have your phone up uh, why don't you give the breadheads and myself maybe like a couple minutes of stand up Okay, but I only have like Mitch Hedberg esque one liners strung together. <laughs> Just give us a couple. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. After 9 11. Fuck. Damn. This is so crazy because if I was in the crowd, I would be losing my shit immediately. <laughs> like, it's a pretty the, the, brash <laughs> opening line, right? Those are your two first words <laughs> after 9 11. Yeah. Holy fuck, dude. Someone's like, this is why we're friends. Like, yeah. I would immediately be <laughs> on my feet. Yeah, dude. I want a standing ovation for that opener. Um, but I will close the joke for you. <clears throat> After 9-11, someone at 7-11 was like, whoa, that was close. <laughs> <laughs> would have ruined their business. <laughs> oh, I, I can see, like, a poorly translated newscast being like plane flies into 9-11 yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. damn there's yeah it could have gone really wrong for them um what else do i got here uh 
why don't you just tattoo on socks? Oh, it didn't land? That's okay. Let me keep looking. Is that a question? Everything I know about hand sex, I learned from Bop It. <laughs> um. <laughs> Damn. Uh, give, give us your best one. I don't... Or, dude, or did just, you I'm already? Scro- I'm scrolling through a very long list. I just have a line that here that says Lululemon bag, and there's not even a joke. <laughs> um, Is there anything about Subway? Can you do a quick Command F and let yeah, us know? Yeah, yeah, I can Command F it. Let's see what I got in here. <laughs> Find on note. Yeah, I need to see if you have any, uh, perhaps Subway jokes or something around Fogel. Um, oh, dude, the only note I have about Subway was when I wrote the caption to riff off of Jonah Hill's like viral Instagram post where he complained about what qualities he wants in a girlfriend. That's the and somehow that made it into this note. Oh, plain and simple. If you need footlongs with meat, boundaryless inappropriate friendships with other sandwich artists, to model, etc. Mm-hmm. I'm not the right sandwich artist for you. Damn. Damn. Poor Jonah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I have I have no humor related to Subway. That's okay. That's why we have this podcast. Exactly. Um, I saw a YouTube video. Oh, street festival for homeless people should be a house festival. <laughs> uh, I'm done. I think you need to, like, add some substance to these premises. You know, build it up a little. Bit. Build it up a little bit. Start with the bread. You're kind of just like punching me in the face immediately mm-hmm. with, with sauce, the joke. All sauce, no meat. Exactly. I, I need you need to take me through the the cheese, the veggies one mm-hmm. by one, mm-hmm. and then uh, wrap it up for me nicely at the end. You know. You're absolutely right. Uh, comedy is just. A, a carefully constructed narrative that teases you of a joke about to happen until it comes at the very end, like a couple mm-hmm. shakes of Parmesan and pepper. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. We all know how the sandwich is going to end, but it's the journey that gets us there, Hell right? Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah. Damn. Speaking of this journey, this one's coming to an end. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Breadheads, thanks for listening. Yeah, it was beautiful. Thank you for joining us. Think fresh, everybody. Ciao.